Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love the sick and wrong in the major way I'm murdering Johnny Depp just to have some fun While here D. Simon at Harrison What's gonna happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee Or video game news with Jeffrey It'll be hip and it'll be cool Kids don't take drugs and stay in school Or you might end up like Chucker Paul Freddy's out Lick my balls. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Steve Simon. I am Harrison. Happy Halloween there, Harrison. Thank you. Yep. Or, uh, are you excited? Is this one of your favorite holidays? Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is Halloween. Yeah. So some people, some people actively hate Halloween. Though. Are you one of those people that just hates Halloween? I don't hate it. I, don't, I dislike it. What makes you dislike it? Is it the the slut fest that women like just wear these slutty versions of your favorite Disney character costumes? No, that that I'm on the fence about. It's um, <laughs> more so the um, the pressure to like, hey, you got to put on, a, you got to do stuff, you got to like do Year's. stuff. Yeah, the yeah. obligation. It's like, I don't gotta do shit. I always, I mean, the thing is to me, there's there's always a lot of shit going on. Mm. So you kind of have to be like, all right, what are we going to do? And then it's a pain yeah. in the ass to get around the city. I'm you not surprised you're not driving tonight for Lyft. I've actually thought about, i actually thinking I might change my plans and do that. Because I was supposed to go to that party, and now I'm like, uh, you know what? I can, make, I can make a fuck ton of money if I just drive idiots around. Drive you could, fucking you could try to do both. around, you know? You could try to do both. But yeah, you would make a lot of money doing yeah. that. Just drive some Frankenstein's. You, know? you probably will get a lot of makeup in the back, like makeup in the back seat of the car. I'm sure, yeah. Bodily fluids. <laughs> People in Frank- some terrible costumes. Frankenstein's masturbating all over my fucking white seats. You know, Bride of Frankenstein yeah. with slutty costumes, just spraying. Yeah, because they're gonna be Bride so of Frankenstein pep smear on my upholstery is what's gonna happen. <laughs> if you're gonna be doing. driving around tonight though, you're gonna have like a mix of just your favorite monster uh, mash type songs, <laughs> like monster novelty songs. Oh shit, that's a great fucking idea, D. You should totally do Jesus that. Jesus fucking Christ, bro. <laughs> you know? It's a monster mash. Yeah. It is a monster mash. Uh, Harrison actually picked out Good a song. God, his man. favorite monster novelty song. Mm-hmm. And people don't know this, but this guy is an aficionado a monster novelty music. Oh, yes. And you've been like studying it though, right? Studied it for ages. Did you write like a college thesis about <laughs> it or something? I mean, but you did like a yeah. radio show about monster novelty songs. I did. And I also did a, a, a comic book that has yet to been re- released. About monster novelty well, about, music. About that posits, what if all these like doo-wop groups that were singing songs about the mummy, you know, what if they were actually monster hunters? Oh, and that they was just actually a cover. did discover it. And that was just the cover. Did we talk about this before? Like, Mr. Show. Did, did Mr. Show did a... Did a they had a, a thing a about thing. monster uh, songs, yeah. Like some guy actually yeah. stumbled upon a monster party. Yeah. And then he wrote the song about and it. And he wrote the song about so it, So I yeah. wonder if that's what happened to these doo-wop groups. That no, no, no. Like, they're monster hunters. Are they monster... Okay, so yeah. they purposely it's went out. It's just a cover, yeah. The, the singing the songs about the mummy is just a cover for their activities. But, uh. they're, but when they're singing a song about the mummy's ball, right, they're actually... It's Balls? actually... 
or ball? Ball, not okay. his balls, because right. those, those are gone. <laughs> do they have balls? Those are yeah, long I was about gone. to say, do yeah. mummies have balls? No, it's a, they're described, but it's actually um, a, a historical account of their battle, you know? Oh, the monster ball is actually yeah, yeah. a battle between yeah. the monsters? Yeah. I thought they, like, invited their friends who no, were also oh, monsters. No, they're hunting the monsters, so they crash the fucking party and kill them. Oh, the and then kill the monsters. Yeah, yeah. So they're a bunch mm. of dicks. They don't like monsters. Monsters And then are they're bad. recording this music. Yeah. We're buying this music, so mm. we're supporting their asshole endeavors. Right. Yeah. Because huh, for centuries, monsters just, you know, had run in the mill. They could do what they want. They could throw their parties, whatever, you know? I, I guess. And then, you know, then you get Van Helsing you know, crashing it. And eventually what happened in the early 60s, uh, JFK, before he died, JFK bombed Castle Dracula. Is this in the, uh, the, 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 the memo or whatever that Trump released? Yes, all those it is. JFK files? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is about, I, haven't, I haven't actually yeah. seen it yet. Well, let me, let me save you some time here, buddy, because I've been looking oh, through okay, some of the right. syntheses of it. There's, there, there were, I don't know, maybe 2,800 files released. Yeah. There's about 500 files that are still being held back because the CIA was like, no, 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 don't release these. And he's and like, are, are, okay, I won't. Are these the ones that are just about monsters? Yeah, these are about monsters. Okay. These are about fucking Alan Dulles uh, killing Kennedy, everything. Bill O'Reilly hmm. killing Kennedy, killing Lincoln, did, did, uh, killing J Jesus. Did JFK ever bone like a werewolf or anything like that? Uh, yeah, he was yeah, Randy. He, he was, was a Randy guy. Yeah, he was. So who knows? Um, anyway, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, get, get a compilation of your favorite monster songs. That's a great goddamn idea. And uh, I think yeah. you'll probably be the, the yeah. hit, the mm -hmm. bell of Uber. You'll yeah. be like the most popular Uber mm -hmm. driver. Your Yelp ratings will go through the roof. Yeah. You're like, right. this, this fucking guy mm -hmm. that looks like a pedophile was playing the best music. <laughs> I thought I might get raped, but then I listened to music and I was like, oh, this guy's all right. Uh, no, I can guarantee you there's no rape. In my, you know, are I you going to wear it. an outfit that would complement it? So it's like you're playing the monster music dressed up as a classic monster. I'm not trying to be a fucking hero here. <laughs> I'm just trying to make some money. You know? Rent a fucking hearse, dude. That's yeah. a, let's just take this to the next yeah. level. <laughs> fucking hurry. I'll put you in a hearse. All right. <laughs> anyway, it's a Halloween show here of Sick and Wrong, episode 607, and we got a special interview that. I, you know, I, I kind of just came across this guy randomly when I was doing a little research looking for stories. Read an article about this guy named John Edmonds, who's the owner of the Stardust Ranch yeah. in Buckeye, Arizona. This ranch is also known as the Alien Ranch. And so he's been getting some notoriety. Uh, he's been featured in quite a few uh, news stories, also on the Discovery Channel and the Travel Channel. He's selling this ranch for $5 million. Yeah. Owned it for a couple decades here. Sent it for a million dollars. Claims that he's had dozens of alien encounters. Mm -hmm. And some of these alien encounters have actually been violent. Like he's had to kill the gray aliens with a samurai sword. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So anyway, uh, we're, we're going to give him a call. And we talked to him for a little bit. And I got to say, this interview kind of took a, took a weird turn. It did. It was meant to be like a you know, quick little 15-minute shot. <laughs> And then this guy was like, well, I have a friend here, Gail, who is a, uh, a blues musician who is recovering from, uh, from cancer, and she's had alien treatment, so she, and so she gets on the phone with us. The, the electromagnetic waves from the ley lines of the land that the ranch is on healed her. Yeah. That's why the aliens like the land, because of the ley lines. They're drawn to it. Yeah. So I don't know if they get their alien... It's mm. kind of like... 
you know, you're flying around the galaxy and you're like, hey, I need to fill up. So you go over there, fill up your saucer, then you take off and go probe some other things. Some and other also, species. gray aliens are kind of like, out of all the different types of aliens, they're kind of like the cannon fodder. Of so you could actually kill 18 of them with a sword. You could probably kill 18 of them with like just your foot. With they're the not, little guys, the little aren't guys they? are real frail. They're like running around. Yeah, you know, you so. can just slap the shit out of them. So, uh, so here's an interview with John Edmonds, the owner of the Stardust Ranch. Hello, John. How's it going? It's uh, D. Simon here in Harrison calling you from Sick and Wrong. Um, thanks yeah. for being on the show today. Uh, no problem. Glad to do it. Yeah, so you're the owner of the uh, what's known as the Alien Ranch, also known as the Stardust Ranch in uh, Buckeye, Arizona. Uh, where exactly is Buckeye? Well, it's actually Rainbow Valley, which is about 35 minutes southwest of Phoenix. Buckeye is the second largest city in as far as landmass goes in Arizona. All right, so it's not that far from Phoenix. Um, so is no. the is the ranch still on the market currently? Well, we're taking offers. Um, we we have uh, met all our expectations as far as prices go, um, but we're taking backup offers, and we're actually at the point now where um, we're, we're kind of, I, I don't want to call it a bidding war, but we mm. have uh, two offers that have already uh, met the $5 million requirement. Wow. So it costs $5 million to buy the ranch. So now we're at this point, are the, are these two people like interested in like uh, I think would you have a horse rescue? Are are they interested in using the ranch for like cattle or something? Or are they may, mostly interested no. in the fact that it's notorious no, for aliens? They're, yeah, they're totally interested in the paranormal side of the whole thing. I mean, all the horses are going with us to Maine, and you know we're we're basically stripping the property of you know everything that's you know not related to specifically the property. Um, you know. So mm. Disney has just announced that they're putting in a, a huge, you know, billion dollar water park and, uh, you know, a, a, an extravaganza like Disneyland, uh, I guess in Florida, they're going to build one here in the desert. Well, that's, that's going to boost the property value for sure. Um, yeah. It seems to be making it, uh, you know, apparently very attractive all of a sudden. Well, hopefully the aliens don't find out about the water park. You know what they'll do well, with the water. Yeah, um, I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you owned the ranch? 21 years. I moved in June 1st with my wife uh, of 1996. And did you know about any paranormal or extraterrestrial activity prior to purchasing it? No, I had no idea at all. I mean, uh, about as close as I got to the paranormal was, you know, the X-Files. I had no idea I was going to become one. <laughs> <laughs> Did the previous owners ever like give you a clue? Say, hey, you know, every now and then we get a couple alien yeah. abductions happening. No, no, they were military, uh, Air Force people, and literally our real estate agent from Century Twenty One did everything, and we really never had much contact. And so you don't know if they. So you have no idea if they had any contact. No, sir, I don't. No. What is interesting is that um, since, you know, all the sort of the fanfare that's associated with this in the media, the original owner, the wife of the original owner has popped up and she said, yeah, I, you know, we built the place, I guess, like in 1977 or 76. And the reason she never wanted to live on the property was because of the fact 
that she was having these experiences apparently out here as well. Whoa, that's interesting. So, yeah, so she added confirmation to the whole thing. She actually, uh, I guess she got hold of uh, Channel 3 here in Phoenix and gave them the information. And apparently it's already being printed on in Google, on Google, uh, with her response to the original, uh, you know, piece that went on there. So if you knew about any of this alien activity, would that have deterred you from purchasing the home or would you have been like, eh, I don't care? No, I would have moved as far away from it as possible. I'm a social worker. I'm a therapist. I'm a musician. I'm a writer. I'm a lot of things. But, um, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I never wanted anything to do with the paranormal. Wow. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that you had to experience this. So how soon after moving into the home did you have your first, I guess, paranormal encounter? The first first four hours. Wow. Well, what happened? Um, I was literally in a position where I was starting to unpack stuff. And, well, actually, even before that, what happened was is that uh, when we pulled up to move in, the people hadn't moved out yet. And then when we inquired why they hadn't moved, uh, we called the realtor and said, hey, you know, we're not looking for roommates here. We're looking to have these folks move. We paid them cash. You know, how's this work? And, uh, you know, he said, I'll get them out of there. And he said, go eat lunch, go eat breakfast, go eat dinner, go to the movies, mm-hmm. you know, give us about 12 hours and then come back and move your stuff in. So we came back later that night and indeed all their stuff was gone. But the problem was the entire household was now in the 10 foot deep diving pool. And so all their stuff was out in the water and they were nowhere to be found. And I spent the next week dredging the pool to get all the appliances and everything else out. Now that's bizarre. So someone took all of their furniture and their belongings and just chucked it in the pool. Yes. Wow. That's weird. While you were having lunch or whatever. Yeah. we never came back to the property until that night. You know, we were going to move in at like seven o'clock in the morning uh, and then when we got there and all their stuff was still in the house, like it hadn't been touched, we were like, you know, what's the deal? And so we turned around and called the realtor and, you know, screamed and, you know, stomped our foot. And, uh, you know, he, he, and I asked him afterwards, I said, did you pull all that stuff out and throw it in the pool? Yeah. I was and about goes, to say, no, did he do it? Never even, no, he never went to the, he never went to the property or anything. Wow. That's, that is weird. So, so since that experience, uh, I read that you've been visited by dozens of aliens that you call greys. So can, well, you describe, the grays, can you describe that? Yeah, we've had the greys, but we've also had some really good things happen with positive aliens. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, in 2001, I was diagnosed at Barrows Neurological with MS, and it was severe onset of MS. I took my driver's license away. Um, you know, they told me to make my final arrangements because I'd probably be dead in six months. And uh, went to see a friend of mine who was a uh, an important person who worked in the military. And he told me, he said, look, I know a guy who might be able to help you. And so I had a meeting with him at his office. And this uh, tall, blonde man uh, came in. And he just ran his hands about six or eight inches away from my head and the rest of my body. And you know, kind of just went up and down all over and he turned around, he looked at me and he goes, I can help you. And he said, come to this address. He gave me his address. I went there the following Monday with my wife and he said, you know, thanks for coming. Come on in, sit down. Um, 
I'm going to do a procedure with you, and it's not going to be like anything you've ever had done before, but it won't hurt you, and it will help you. And I said, okay, great. And he handed me this, like, glass globe that was about the size of a small beach ball or like a, you know, like a, a basketball. And uh, I turned around and sat down and had this thing in my lap, and he, he said to me, uh, John, just, you know, just kind of go with this. And I started to get this warm feeling, and there were all these, like, little tinfoil, kind of gold-colored pieces of tinfoil or tinsel inside this glass ball. And suddenly it felt like warm water was kind of flowing over all my extremities and like mm. I was in a shower or something. And that went on for about 20 minutes. And at the end of the 20 minutes, he said, how do you feel? And I said, I feel good. I feel really good. And he said, I think you won't have any more problems with the MS at all. And I said, what did you do to me? And he said, well, the gold that was in that glass ball it's now inside of you and it's coating all of the nerve endings all over the ganglia and all the ner- the places where the nerves go through your body. And it recoded all the places that were worn out and where the signal in the nerves was escaping. And he said, you won't have any more problems. Well, that was over 20 years ago wow. and I've never had a problem. Wow. That, that that's interesting. So was this guy a medical doctor? No, not at all. He's an alien. Did he look like an alien or did he look like, or is he assuming a human form? Um, he was human form. He was tall. He's about six. I want to say about six, 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 seven. He had a long ponytail. Um, he was very friendly, just good looking man. And, uh, you know, he totally took care of business. And the best part was he didn't even charge me. Wow. So have you ever seen this guy again? Ever do a follow-up appointment? Yeah, I actually know him quite well. I've been friends with him ever since. Did he tell you that, or did you ever ask him about his alien past or like what planet he's from? He's a Pleiadian. There's lots of Pleiadians here. There's lots of Andromedans here. There's lots of Pleiadians, Arcturans. Um, You know, there's tons and tons of aliens here on this planet. You know, everybody thinks that we own the planet, but you know what? We've been sharing the planet with all these guys for thousands and thousands of years. And they're all around us. They're in places, you know, in government. They're in, you know, Hollywood. They're they're singers. I mean, they're they're everywhere. And you know, the idea that they're coming from the stars to invade us or something is preposterous. Um, they're already here. You know, we're already integrated into the system. It's just that folks don't know it because the government won't acknowledge it. And you know, they, they don't want to, you know, become a spectacle. But but didn't you say that? Uh... Some of these aliens are malevolent. Like you were forced to kill 18 of them? Yeah, the grays are real bad, but understand something, and that is, you know, aliens are just like people. They aren't all good or all bad. You have to take them on an individual basis, and, you know, you have to create a relationship. I mean, you know, know, it's not like every human is good or bad. You know, there's, you know, all flavors, you know, in between. So, so can you elaborate on the uh, the samurai sword incident? What what happened? Um, well, the samurai sword has happened a lot of times, and that is is that I'm you know I'm a, a true American. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in property rights, and I believe that I have a right to defend my property, my family, my you know personal honor, and my safety. And I will do everything in my power to use the Constitution of the United States to protect my personal freedom and dignity. Mm-hmm. 
Is it were you attacked by the like eighteen grays at once? I no, I was attacked over and over and over again individually, um, and my wife was attacked, and usually three of them at a time, but sometimes as many as seven. Do they have weapons, or how do they fight? Um, well, they don't really fight. What they do is is they they they. It's a little hard to explain, but they don't move around like regular people do. They literally are able to move from space to space, almost kind of like a, a signal. And so once you get used to seeing how they move, you can kind of predict where they're going to be next because they move very, very, very quickly. And so you have to kind of plot like where they're going to land or where they're, you know, what's the probability where they're going to be next. And then you just have to be right there and kind of lead them a little bit. And you got them, you know, you got them red handed more or less. So did you stab, like stab them or like, did you decapitate them or or how, what happened? I have, I have, done everything from been in a situation where I had no weapon, where I grabbed them by literally the equivalent of what would be their ankles and picked them up and beat them against the brick walls of my house and killed them that way. I have, uh, you know, I mean, we have done hand-to-hand combat for 20 years and it's, you know, 18 or 19 of them were killed. Uh, but there have been hundreds and hundreds of, of firefights where I've had to deal with these things. Do they come in like a flying saucer or do they have a spaceship of some kind? Well, no. Actually, for the most part, what they do is um, our reality is, is kind of like an onion. If you peel it back, there's lots and lots and lots of interdimensional layers. And so what these creatures do is they're actually in a different dimension, slightly out of phase. And what they do is when they want to come into our reality, they literally just kind of stick their head through. And if they don't see anything, they step the rest of the way. Like and portal. yes, but it's, it's not really a portal. It, it's more like, I mean, it could happen any place, anywhere. Um, it, it's, you know, we do have two portals, but those are not how these things travel. And, you know, they, they literally, we've had as many as 150 of these things, 160 of them at a time on this property. And that has been documented. Why do you think they're attracted to this property? And you in particular. They've been, what, what's the they've been coming here for at least 12,000 years is what we've been told. This D- particular property, but not only this property, but Rainbow Valley in general, um, is an electromagnetic hotspot. All, all the alien, the ability to travel is based on uh, the electromagnetic spectrum. And there are certain places that are extreme power sources. And this is one of them. So, so that so that's what they're drawn to it. Um, well, they they use it. They actually use the power in order to go other places. I mean, if you can imagine the equivalent of like a Stargate, we get ships that go through and use the portal that's on the back of the property. They'll come out about once every ninety days. Uh, the portal will light up and and just start. It you know it's up in the sky, and these things, these ships, they'll go through ten, twelve, you know, fifteen of them in a few seconds you know, both in and out of this space, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that as much as the air force doesn't want to acknowledge this, I know that they have seen it because I know people that are actually at Luke air force base that have acknowledged the transmission of these things. Can you travel through the portal? I wouldn't, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not interested in, in that kind of uh, experience. I'm sure people can. Um, I've had offers, but I don't see that as the, you know, the thing that I want to do. I'm more or less a, a liaison between these different races. 
this property and the people of the world. And I keep telling folks, you know, this is really, you know, as much as everybody thinks this is about aliens and sci-fi and all that kind of stuff, that's not what this is about. What this is really about is learning how to understand each other better. It's about love and kindness. It's about the idea that we need to elevate and change our way of thinking in this reality so that we can clean this whole place up and have the world that we really want. If we do that, we're going to have access to technology that can you know, meet our wildest dreams and expectations in terms of things like health, you know, good food, free energy, all those kind of things. We have the ability to have all these things right now. We have wonderful, talented individuals. We have ETs that are willing to help. We have everything necessary to turn this world into a paradise if people would just step up and take responsibility and get involved. If they don't do this, this place is going to be the crap hole that it's been forever. Yeah, I'm and not sure our current government really wants to welcome uh, extraterrestrial beings here. You know what? We, we are our government. We are our government, and they're going to have no choice about it, and we're going to get this done whether they like it or not. And that's just too damn bad if they don't want to participate. I, I, I agree. I think it's uh, an eventuality. So if when, uh, when, when uh, you were attacked, just to go back to that for a second, and you, you managed to uh, incapacitate the aliens, what did you do with the corpses? Do they disappear, or what happened? Um, well, the ones, okay, if you don't take the head, they disappear because it's like an antenna. Imagine breaking an antenna on a satellite dish. The signal stops, okay? If you don't break the antenna off, basically it just, you know, they just disappear. And so the ones that, that were killed, uh, their bodies remained. So what did you do with the corpses? Did you ever, like, uh, maybe contact uh, the FBI or something and say, hey, I, got, I have this corpse of an alien that yeah. attacked me? Yeah, I, and can you imagine just how well that would be received? Um, no, <laughs> yeah, I don't I think it'd go over well. Did, no, what I actually did was is I went through a gentleman uh, named Robert Collins, who was a retired Air Force captain, and I asked him what I should do because, quite frankly, I'd never been in this position before. You know, social workers don't normally deal with aliens, and so it just wasn't really, you know, in my purview of, of uh, life experience. And so, you know, I talked to him. He put me in touch with a guy that he said was very trustworthy, uh, Dr. Uh, Levengood in Grass Lakes, Michigan. And I spoke to him at length. I, I sent him pictures. I, you know, sent him video, the whole works. And he said, well, it's dead. Chop it up and send it to me. And I said, okay, how do I get it to you? And he says, call FedEx, you know, put it in special boxes, uh, wrap it up and send it to me. So that's what I did. Wow. What did, what did he say? Did he, like, analyze it or something? Oh yeah, he took the he took all the samples, and what he did was he sent them off to you know various different universities around the country, special labs. He had the DNA done. Uh, I mean, he did a, an extremely good job of of managing you know the specimens. And various different universities brought back uh, reports. They didn't know what they were working with. They weren't told. They were just asked to analyze the tissues and to give an opinion, and that's what they did. And so we actually, I have a letter from him that says, John, you have the actual smoking gun of proof, of evidence, of alien life on Earth. Hmm. I noticed there was a picture of the samurai sword that you used, and it looked like there was mm -hmm. like red blood on the floor. Do, do these aliens like bleed red blood? Like well, they breed, 
they bleed a combination of stuff that kind of looks like uh, the camera picks it up as blood, but it, it actually looks more like transmission fluid or brake fluid. Um, and it, it makes kind of a mess. Um, the problem with it is it's very acidic, and it's, it's anything that it touches, it will uh, actually leave a mark. It actually uh, left a very large mark on the cement outside the door where that was. Uh, John, do you have any children? Or do you have any kids? Did they ever... No, sorry, no. No, okay. Because I was wondering if... Do you, have you had any other family members stay at the ranch and also have contact with these aliens? Um, no, but I've had a lot of friends. Um, there's all sorts of people that have been here and seen it. We have witnesses. We have, you know, folks that come from all over the world and visit us. And, you know, we had one gal that came here in a wheelchair uh, from Florida. And after about 15 hours here on the ranch with the high-frequency energy here, she got up and started walking around, and she was able to feed the horses. And a week later, when she went home, we packed up her wheelchair and put it in storage. And, uh, you know, as far as I understand, when she went back, she was fine. I have somebody here right with me now that came here uh, trying to get over liver cancer, and she's been here four and a half months, and she's totally in remission, and she's doing real well, if you want to speak to her. Uh, Okay. All right. You can put her on. Hold on a second. This is uh, Gail Chasen. She's a famous uh, blues musician out of Tennessee. Hi, Gail. Hi there. How are you? Good. How's it going? Um, it's going great. Uh, I, uh, I'm i just uh, happy and completely uh, excited. Uh, you know, just to give you a little information, since the time I'm four years old, uh, I've had experiences on my own. Uh, the biggest With aliens? Ones that, yeah. Okay. The biggest ones. Yeah, the biggest ones took place in the last 30 years. Um, I have had five different species in my home in California within two feet of me mm. talking. Yeah, in their alien bodies, not human well, what did, bodies. What did they look like? Well, one was a reptilian, and he was exquisite built like a brick, you know, what house. And uh, except his head was a turtle, like kind of a looking and um i just turned and i looked at him and i said this isn't for you and he just disappeared <laughs> and <laughs> what did he want like why do you think he came to you i think he i think he um i think he wanted sex because oh. there's different levels of uh, you know, there's like, it's like John was saying, there's people of all kinds and they have warriors and they have the lovers and the romantics. And then they have the ones that like to, um, mess around with human women. And, um, and I, <laughs> I didn't know any of that at the time. I just looked at him and what's amazing to me is I didn't even have any kind of reaction. I just went, no, go away. Well, uh, and, part of my personal question, but have you ever actually had a sexual encounter with, a, with an alien? Oh, no. no. I, re- I was, uh-uh. And, uh, and later I was told by somebody that, that, that those reptilians have two, set, uh, order, um, two organs, sets of organs. One is to have babies with their own, and one is for human women. And, um, mm. and then I, I think it was about two weeks later, I saw this show called... Um, it was really 1995 or 96, and it was called something like Belief. I'll go in the other room. I'll go in the other room. 
Is that an alien oh. dog? Yeah, he thinks he is. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of rescues. Oh, okay. um, so, um, basically, uh, let's see. Then there was, oh, no, I. Uh, they just have different levels. You know, mm-hmm. I, I forgot where I left off. But anyway. Well, I think you said they're warriors and lovers, and they actually yeah, do come on Earth as humans. They're chemists, and there's, you know, like we have different professions, you know, mm. they do too, I guess, or categories or casts or whatever. And then um, I saw a show called uh, something like Believe It or Not, and it was a good-looking, uh, young, light-skinned black guy and a blonde woman, and, they, and he had been um, a newscaster. And the show only lasted maybe eight months, and they took it down. But they showed a picture of, an, of a reptilian and two women... From different sides of the United States, both of them were blonde. I have dark hair, mm. and they both—they were making claims that it was the best thing they ever had. <laughs> wow! They yeah. were human men. <laughs> wow, that, that, that's interesting. I didn't know aliens were so horny. Who knew? You know? Yeah, no, well, no one would know that. Creation. It's creation. That's all it is. Exactly. But here's the other thing, and then. Um, one night I was sleeping and um, something was bobbing like a balloon. And I um, woke up about 3.30 in the morning and I'm looking at this like, it looked like a white balloon with a nose and a no neck. It was just like just sort of filled with air, but it had little stars all over it and it was really happy. And it kept saying, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? And I looked at him and I said, yeah, I'm Gail effing chasing. Get, get the hell out of here. I'm sleeping. I turned right over and went back to sleep. You know, it's, it's odd to me that I would, you know, see such unbelievable stuff. And then it, 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 I must have had another life. I don't know. I, yeah, it just it, doesn't, it amazed me. And then um, the, biggest, the biggest one I can remember is... Uh, I was sleeping, taking a nap, and my dad, when I lived with him in California, and I was taking a nap in the afternoon, and um, uh, I was awakened by something sitting on my chest, and I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. And I couldn't see anything. Oh, my God. And I'm trying to, like, scream out, you know, something, anything. And I I wanted to yell, Jesus, help me, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... And what I heard was, uh, I, I couldn't get it out, so I thought it. Jesus, help me. And all of a sudden, I could breathe, and the pressure relieved. And I got up, and I was broke out into a cold sweat, and I ran into my living room, and there standing were seven short aliens, grays, covered in, like, these monk things with a, over their head. Like Jawas. But they were, yeah, but they were floating about six inches off the ground. They weren't standing. And then was a tall one, a tall gray, who I think they are kinder and more mm. educated. But anyway, he was kind of keeping them all in order. Anyway, it was just, um, you know, they were trying to tell me something not to go to Denmark because I was thinking about playing there. And they said, you know, don't, don't do it. Don't. They yeah. don't like the and Danes. That- well, they thought it would maybe, uh, no, I don't think that's it. I think they thought, thought I was going to get screwed up somehow over there. Cause oh, so it's like a I warning. Didn't, 
other language. They were protecting me. It was the weirdest thing. That is really strange. And so they get up. Well, the, the tall one, they just headed for the door. They're all floating. The door opened by itself. They're all floating outside, and I'm running after them, watching them as they stepped into the street. They vanished. None of my neighbors even saw it. And, and we were living in a five-star coach park at the time where our houses were like five feet from each other, but they were all 55 and older and deaf and blind and whatever. This, Nobody happened, saw- this, this happened in California? Yeah, Irvine. Okay, wow, that's not even too far from us. We live in Los Angeles. You don't smoke marijuana, do you? No. Okay, so uh, we can't we can't attribute that then. Um, so let one one question that John brought up is that you had cancer, and so you came out to the ranch to seek treatment. Yeah. What, what, tell me about that. To recover. Um, I had had an ablation done by my doctors in Tucson, and. Fortunately, they caught it very early, so there was no chemo or any radiation involved. But when I just was not bouncing back, and I didn't feel good, and I was tired, and I was not, I wasn't motivated, and I wasn't writing my music, and I wasn't doing anything because I was writing a book about this whole thing, and and I just didn't feel motivated. And John and I had been friends for three years by telephone, and we had, I'd made some trips out here to come visit him and meet his wife and hang out, and we took a few trips. And, and I, I just, John is an unusually interesting and unique character. He's got um, integrity. He's honest. He's um, really bright. And he's kind of, he feels like a brother to me, you know, so... Mm-hmm. We just bonded. Uh, he was doing, initially we met on the phone, he was doing an interview on, with me on the uh, internet from No Music, and then he said, as it got you know, on and on, he says, so what are you doing now? I said, I'm writing a book. He says, what about? I said, UFOs. He goes, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like, and then we, we, we got to talk. Yeah. And that's all she wrote. So my, my lease ran out in Tucson, and um, I just... I got myself a little RV and I'm I'm here on the property and with my dogs and it's a whole new life but I'm losing weight I'm feeling better I'm you know, I wonder, a lot of I wonder that, if this has to do with the magnetic field that's uh that's uh on this property surprise. It was but I got to tell you the, the first day that I was here I looked at my keys and a new cord that I had bought to charge my phone Put my hand on him, turned away, looked back, gone. Wow. The keys were gone? Everything was gone. The the cord, yeah. And never to return. I had. I just came back from making keys. This kind of stuff happened. John has lost watches and diamond rings and uh, all kinds of interesting things just go <laughs> missing. They I got to say, that would, drive me, that would drive me nuts. I think I'd move, too. Um, well, yeah, we're... We don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm glad to hear that you're in remission, that you're feeling better. It makes me think that uh, instead of selling the ranch, John should make it like a kind of a wellness center or something where, where visitors well, or guests could come. That. Yeah, he thought about that, and anything is possible. It just sort of depends on what John gets uh, feels happy on any of his offers. It's a possibility, but I, I have a feeling he wants, you know, he wants to go. Uh, yeah, He's had, to move on. Yeah, it's uh, it's very hot here, and uh, yeah, it that, doesn't. That's a good point. 
It's it's hell. <laughs> <laughs> it is Arizona. All right. Well, well. Thank you, Gail, for uh, for chatting with us. It's it's very interesting. I look forward to uh, to uh, checking out your book. If, uh, if whenever you publish it, you should let us know. We'll have you back on the show. I would be thrilled. Thank you so much. I'm going to hand you back to John, okay. honey. All right. Thank you. Well, yeah. Hello. Hey, hey, John, uh, th- thanks for chatting with us. Um, I was just telling Gail that uh, it would be great if uh, you guys had like, you know, maybe turn the ranch into like a wellness center, be better than a water park by Disney. You could have people come visit and uh, check out aliens, go through the portal. Yeah, well, the thing about it is we don't control the portals. You know, the portals just occur. This place didn't come with like a CD with instructions or a manual or anything. So, you know, we're basically observers just trying to figure it out. But, yeah, the healing center thing is something that we've looked at, and we're interested in it. I mean, if we get the right offer, if we get somebody that says, hey, you know, we'll give you enough money that you can go to Maine and get your stuff done there that you want to get done. Plus, you know, we'll pay to, you know, turn the place into a healing center. I would look at that very, very seriously. Yeah, it, it sounds like it could benefit a lot of people. Well, uh, exactly. th- thanks for chatting with us. It's It's been fascinating. And uh, best of luck selling the ranch. Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. All right. Take care. Wow. That was a hell of an interview. That was. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of went in directions that I just didn't anticipate. Yeah. Um, but very interesting guy. I, I do think, though, that he should open up some... Like He's saying Disneyland's building a big water park or whatever that was, an mm. amusement park there. Would you rather have, like, Alien World? And yeah. you could go there, and the electromagnetic fight. field, and fight aliens, yeah. and get probed, and go through portals? Mm. I, I at least... Because you can, you can kill them if you strike... Not where they are, but where they're going to be. Exactly. They're teleporting, like in Space Invaders. But don't video you think, game. maybe it's because I have this Jewish entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. But if I were this guy, instead of selling it, I would mm. build it up, make some, like, put some cabins there and be like, come stay in the alien magnetic field. Right. Have people come there either for healing or just to talk about aliens yeah. or go out and experience, possibly have an alien encounter. I mean, would you go? I would go. I definitely would. Yeah. In fact, you should go out With there. With special musical guests, the Magnetic Fields. <laughs> you should go out there. I, I actually am. I, well, I, uh, who, I'm going to write the guy. You have the, his contact info, Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. I, well, I contacted him on Facebook. Because uh, he, Gail is hanging out there. Why can't I go? You know? Well, he knows Gail. He's never met you before. Well, at some point, he didn't know Gail. No, you know, it sounds like they contacted Everybody's each other a stranger they... until, the, until they're not. Yeah. You, you, I'll, uh, yeah. you know, I'll... How do you do that? Do you introduce people on on Facebook, or should I just send him your his contact info? You should introduce me. All right, I'll try. Yeah, to do send that. me the introduction, just because it'll be easier. I don't have to wait to friend him and all this. Nonsense. I wonder if you can go out there yeah. and get cured of all your uh, issues. That's what I'd like. That's what I very much. Like. <laughs> I mean, I've tried. Back. I've tried every other goddamn thing. You know? Yeah, you've taken ayahuasca, you've been to rehab. I mean, if I, if I j- just drink the blood of a gray alien, it'll cure what ails me. That Or, you know? or the, what's like the, the uh, Nordic yeah. alien that he was talking about with the crystal ball. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you need some of that. I want some of that monoatomic gold. Yeah, exactly. Flowing through my veins and healing my whole business. Anyway, I'm, I'm interested to see mm. what, what happens with mm. the, uh, the alien ranch or who ends up buying it. But if I had $5 million laying around, I'd buy that for sure. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, people, it's the Halloween show here. Sick and Wrong, episode 607. We have news stories coming up next. We have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. 
Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So there's been a lot of uh, sexual assault allegations in the news lately. Mm-hmm. There's a whole Me Too movement right. going on here. Where a lot of people feel empowered. A lot of women are feeling empowered to come forward and talk about a sexual assault that happened, you know, in the past by by a lot of people. But right now, a lot of uh, a lot of famous, powerful men have committed some assault, some sexual assault, and now they're getting called for it. I'm a little surprised that. Uh, in light of all the recent events with Harvey Weinstein and everything, that the Trump accusers haven't come forward. It's kind of weird. I wonder if they've been paid off. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Like, the settlements are NDAs, so high. I bet so there's you know. an NDA, a settlement, mm. and a special area of Guantanamo right. that, yeah. is, that has been yeah. built for them. And so they're like, you know, you come forward and say, one more thing about me grabbing your pussy. Guantanamo for you. Yeah. Lady. Well, um, did you remember that last year when there was a similar thing? I don't remember what the hell it was, but it was like hashtag not all men. Uh, Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah. What was that? What was that? Is that was that after the pussy grab tape came out, and then they're like, ah, not all no, men are it pussy was grabbers. Related to something else. Okay. It was related to something else, and I think it was ironic. I don't remember, but all I remember is the first like day or two I started seeing it on Twitter. I thought I read it as no tall men, and I was like, fuck. It's, it's all over for me. Like, I was about uh, to say, that's awesome. Be, pack it in, guys. It's time to pack it in. You know? about, it's about the, it's about yeah. damn time yeah, the uh, shrimps get a chance. I'd yeah. be happy about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. No tall men. Yeah. God, it'd be great. Um. Anyway, reading a lot of these things, a lot of these stories, uh, some, of them, some of them are rather horrific in detail, and then others are like, what the fuck? I can't even imagine this guy assaulting someone like this hmm. and so this story is definitely in the latter category my favorite groper of all time right now is this guy george hw bush hmm. bush senior yeah groping women i was surprised by that i know but but what surprised me about it it's not that he was groping women when he was like in the 80s maybe he was but in the 80s it didn't we were not hearing stories we're talking about him groping women now like the guy's 93 years old he's confined to a wheelchair Yet he's still groping. Yeah. What the fuck? It's amazing. He, now, has he always been doing it, or is it only because of weird dementia shit? Well, that's kind of what the family's saying. I see. But even then, I'm not quite sure if that's hmm. an excuse, if that justifies his behavior. Right. You know, it's like... Just don't you, bring him out. Or hire some fucking keepers. Yeah, yeah. Or handcuff him or something. Keepers. Anyway, witness to George H.W. Bush groping incident says actors were warned he gets pretty handsy. Hmm. Yeah, theater staffers had allegedly complained that the former president is creepy because he's been groping actresses at this theater for the past, like, 10 years. Mm. This is in Maine. You know, getting groped by George H.W. Bush in a wheelchair is kind of a lot like getting groped by Emperor Palpatine. It's just creepy. Yeah. It's creepy old man. I mean, he's, like, 93 years old. <laughs> and to make it even creepier is listen to his line that he uses. It's my favorite part of the story. 
So uh, the witness here is named Emma Solberg. She's 24 years old, and she's an ensemble member of, their, uh, of the 2016 performance of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And this is at a playhouse in Maine. Right. So Bush and Barr, um, Barbara, his wife, attended the performance. During the intermission, uh, the couple came backstage to take a photo of the cast. Solberg said that's when the former president grabbed her. Uh, or actually grabbed a different actress. She witnessed it, Jordana Grolnick. And what did he um, say? Did he go like, uh, Skywalker, give in to your anger. Give in it? to your anger, Skywalker. <laughs> the Death oh, no. Star is so, nearly complete. Grolnick, mm. the actress who was groped, said, he reached his right hand around to my behind. Mm. And as we smiled for the photo, he asked the group, do you want to know who my favorite magician is? As I felt his hand dig into my flesh, he said, David Copperfield. <laughs> Dude, Trump doesn't have lines like that. That's really bad. Trump yeah. lacks that type of panache. Yeah. George H.W. Bush, comedic timing is excellent. It's perfect. That's yeah. so bad, man. That's so bad. David Copperfield. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the worst, creepiest grandpa joke I think I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, puns, you know? But the There's worst part about it is, uh, so Solberg, the the actress who witnessed it, confirmed uh, Grolnick's account. She said that Bush's behavior didn't shock her because other staffers said or always complained that he's just kind of creepy. Mm. They warned us he gets pretty handsy, um, adding that everybody in the room nervously laughed after the joke and then after he grabbed Grolnick's ass. Mm. So it's kind of like one of those things where like, oh, the guy's 93 years old. Yeah. Um, no one wants to say anything because he's the, he was a president. He was, yeah. And he's 93 years old. And his wife's standing right there, and she's completely aware of it. Yeah. So she turns around, and she's like, oh, come on, George. Keep your hands where I can see them. Hmm. Like, it's a joke. Hmm. What would you do? Um, if I was the actress? Yeah, if you just got oh. your ass grabbed by the president after he said David Copperfield. I'd probably just step away in horror. You know, and what do you I do? Would, slap, slap a guy in a, you know, mace. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> no, I would probably uh, just be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. stop. I'd be like, you're 93 and I'm 16. Can't you see I'm going blind? <laughs> That's what I'd say. Mm. Well, a spokesman for Bush referred to the comment um, about the groping. He said, at age 93, President Bush has been confined to a wheelchair for roughly five years. So his arm falls on the lower waist of people with whom he takes pictures. Hmm. You know, just, just his arms fall. He doesn't have control of the arms like he used to. Okay. okay? Uh, to try to put people at ease, the president routinely tells the same joke. Because that, that joke definitely puts me at ease when yeah. someone tells me about their favorite magician. Ugh. And on occasion, on occasion, he has patted women's rears in what he intended to be a good-natured manner. Hmm. Just a good-natured little pat-pat. Yeah, that's it. And if you have a favorite magician, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some have seen it as an innocent gesture. Others clearly view it as inappropriate. To anyone who he is offended, President Bush apologizes most sincerely. Okay. So that's the official statement. Right. And, the, and but Bush does have Parkinson's too, like advanced level Parkinson's. This is what they call intersectionality, D. It is intersectionality. Yeah. The uh, elderly disabled versus, uh, you know... Um, Common standards. Yeah. Basic uh, <laughs> Just personal decency. space rights and whatnot. 
Well, so since yeah. this came out, a lot of people are like, okay, you know, well, he's an old man. He's got mm. Parkinson's. His arms can't really reach above the waist. So, it's, you know, it's, it's understandable how this can happen. And he's an old guy, so he tells corny jokes. But then three other women have come forward this week with similar allegations. Oof. Yeah, Amanda Staples, who is a uh, main Senate candidate, she said that he groped her in 2006. Hmm. She said he grabbed my butt and joked saying, oh, I'm not that president. So did he mean, like, I'm not Bush, or I'm not Clinton, I think. Yeah. Really I'm not Clinton. Oh, wow. Well, so anyway, <laughs> she said she rationalized in her mind that he'd become a dirty old man in his later years. Okay. So I guess she just kind of didn't say anything about it. But then Heather Lind who is another person that said Bush assaulted her at a 2014 TV event. She's an actress. 2014 TV event. So 2014 is three years ago. He's 90, he's 90 years old. Yeah. Some impressive groping at that age. Jesus Christ. Um, she said that, uh, that with Barbara Bush, right, at, right by her side, they took a picture, same thing. Told her, told her the dirty joke about David Copperfield. And then while being photographed, he grabbed her ass. And this other lady who's an author, uh, Christina Baker-Klein, she, she also is at a photo op with the president. He groped her, too, saying the same thing about David Copperfield. But in this photo, it shows her standing there on one side of Bush and then her husband on the other side. And you can see in her face. It's great. I'll, I'll post this picture yeah. on the site. You see in her face, there's this look of like, this old man's grabbing my ass cheek right now. Yeah. It's like this look of just horror, revulsion, mm-hmm. and also utter helplessness because you don't know what to do. Right, yeah. You know? Oof. And the weird thing about it, she told her husband, who was just kind of like in shock. Yeah. And as they were being driven in a car by like a Bush family friend, the driver looked back and was like, I hope you will be discreet about this incident. Mm. So they weren't even, they never said anything about it. I don't know it. if that's, do you think that's something that can just develop in a later age? You know? I well, don't know. I mean, where, where did the dirty old man archetype come from? You know? Mm. I mean, the, that, that obviously the, the tarot from, cards, I believe <laughs> the tarot card. Yeah. I think a lot of, I think a lot of old people can get away with that type of behavior. Cause you're like, ah, you're a dirty old man. You're like losing your rational thoughts. So you're like right. becoming like an old perv, the ids taking over or something. But at the same time, I think the onus is on the keepers or the family or mm-hmm. the caregiver. Like you got to rein them in. If they're known as being handsy and creepy, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, don't let them fucking stand next to like a chick when taking a photo, have dudes stand next to her or something. Right. Yeah. Or stand next to him. You know, it's like, I, I feel like the family should be a little more proactive in preventing this uh, David Copperfield. See, I feel he was always doing this. He just got sloppy in his old age. You know, because he used to run the CIA. So do you think he's really had he, like covert groping he, going on? He just make them disappear. <laughs> they just disappear. You know, he just comes out of nowhere, yeah. just materializes, gropes, and then yeah. it's gone. And then all of a sudden you're in a prison in Chile or something. You know, that's probably what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway. Watch out if you ever take a photo with the uh, with George Bush Sr. I surely will. Yeah, dirty mm-hmm. old man. What do you have here for the second story? All right, so uh, this was sent in from Michael, who says, and this is why I wouldn't ride in Harrison's Uber. Hmm. I mean, there are many reasons why you shouldn't. Yeah, I was about to say, well, why this reason? This is just one. Man stopped for speeding, found wearing thong, covered in petroleum jelly. Ooh. Yeah. Coated in Vaseline. Yeah. I guess I could I could see you doing something like that. Is that, is petroleum jelly flammable? Because it's petroleum. No, I don't think oh, okay. you can like Vaseline on fire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you should be able to. <laughs> I mean, what, look. What, what would happen if you, uh, you know, hypothetically were driving Uber 
covered in Vaseline, wearing a thong. I'd probably become a story that we'd read on this show. <laughs> but I mean, would happen. you get fired by Uber? Because I don't think yeah, Uber I think cares. I, I, I think they do. Dude, I don't think they care. I think it's like, okay, he's just the greasy strangler or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think they care. Have you seen that movie? Oh, The Greasy Strangler. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. So a 54-year-old man was charged this week with misdemeanor charges of driving with license revoked and speeding following a stop where a deputy found him wearing only a thong and a pornographic magazine in the passenger seat. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So John Wayne Kellerman is his name. He was arraigned on charges before a spe- special district judge. I gotta, you gotta admire his old school masturbatory habits here. Yeah, he's Instead got a of magazine. having a phone yeah. or like a laptop, this guy's like, I'm old school, dude. I go to a gas station, get a magazine, I go get a hustler or a swank or something, cover myself in Vaseline, drive around and jack off. Yeah. It's old school. So, I mean, just, you know, he doesn't have a laptop. Right? Yeah. I mean, you just, <laughs> yeah. come on. Well, like in this day and age, we just yeah. use our phone. Yeah, yeah. I don't like using my phone. Why? I've done it maybe once. It's too small. I don't like it. I don't like watching video on my phone, period. You worried of getting fluids on it or something? Well, that too. Yeah. You know, that's a concern. I, you know, in a pinch, I've had to use my phone. Mm. Better than going off a memory. But, uh, yeah, the, as you get older, it's harder to do that. Yeah, I was about to say, mm. what's left of this right. memory? Uh, Kellerman as, uh, was stopped for speeding the afternoon of October 15th. So this is in the after fucking noon. Guys. This wasn't even late at night. Yeah. This is like... children were getting out of school in east southgate which i assume is in the uk no it's oklahoma actually Oh, oklahoma okay okay. it's one of those articles that that assumes that you know it's probably from like a local (laughs) oh yeah like a local news newspaper or something because this is def like let me say let me tell you as somebody who's done meth this is totally a meth thing. This is absolutely a meth thing. Like, whenever you do enough meth, this sounds like a fucking awesome idea. Yeah, whenever you know? there's like some uh, yeah. like weird kinky shit like this yeah. in public, mm. it's usually meth. Because mm. heroin, you're not going to do that. No. Weed, you're going to be like, eh, it could be fun, but I'm too lazy to get the Vaseline. Right. Meth, you have the energy for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You will put a lot of time and energy and effort into yeah, this. Yeah, and effort into this. You'll plan sure. it like a fucking, you know, Napoleonic invasion. And the idea will germinate. Like yeah. you come up with like, hey, that's a good idea. And yeah. then you won't stop thinking about it yeah. until it actually comes to fruition. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh clock the the vehicle going fifty seven miles per hour in a forty five mile per hour zone. Mm, See if you're gonna do your greasy thong driving, don't speed. Yeah. That's but, my advice for the kids out there. Yeah. Come on. See that. Right. So, uh, yeah, so he was uh, stopped. Vehicle was stopped. We'll pull into a driveway. Beeb, the, the police officer, approached the vehicle and spoke with a nearly naked man with a thong bikini covering his genitals. <laughs> See, I wonder yeah. what goes through a cop's head at that point. Like when they're walking up, they're like, God damn it. Yeah. I got to deal with this again. I got to touch this fucking grease man. Or do you think yeah. they're relieved because it's like, well... You know, I'm probably not going to get shot. It's just right. some creepy white dude. Yeah. You know, Although you never know with meth, you know. Yeah, I guess you never know. Um, Beeb noted he saw a nearly empty jar of Vaseline in the vehicle. <laughs> Was like everything yeah. just covered in slime? It, if it were like me, in, if it were me, I'd just cover Vaseline. my entire body in Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, driving around. It'd be great. Yeah. Oh You've my God. Done that before, That's a great you? fucking idea. No, you, I just saw it. With the monster I, novelty I just music. Saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you left. 
Where can I drive it to? <laughs> yeah, so uh, he noted the driver had Vaseline covering his hand and upper and lower body parts. And there was a pornographic magazine, of course. And the, the funniest thing about that is the guy's like, uh, license and registration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where's he going to pull that from? It's like slipping out of his hand <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, so Beeb asked the man for identification and noted the man was acting extremely ner- nervous. His hands were shaking. Beeb uh, was given an Oklahoma identification card. The man identified himself as Kellerman. So, yeah, um, told Beeb if he was looking for his friend's house, that and he thought the driveway he pulled into was his friends, but it was not. You really think this guy has friends? I hope not. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I would have I would have a hard time maintaining a friendship with a guy who drives around wearing a thong covered in Vaseline, jacking off his car. Yeah. Well, Beeb asked Kellerman if he was masturbating, and Kellerman told Beeb he was. <laughs> well, he's honest. Um, Kellerman offered the cop a rag to wipe off the ID card, but Beeb refused. <laughs> Could you oh, sorry, it's covered in rag? it's covered in petroleum jelly. Let me here take this cum rag and wipe off the jelly, <laughs> wipe off the Vaseline with it, please. Uh, uh, no, sir, sir, get your hands off the Vaseline. Would you uh, like to use my cum rag? <laughs> So creepy, dude. I'm just picture like a Buffalo Bill type of dude. Oh yeah, God fuck me. <laughs> Beeb told Kellerman his license was revoked. Kellerman was unaware of this. He was placed under arrest. His <laughs> now this is great. His license had not been valid since April 1985. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a doubt yeah. in my mind that this guy uses meth. Yeah, yeah. 1985 was the last time he went and, and had a valid driver's license. Back when he was listening to the fucking eight track of Thriller. Do you think this guy's a time traveler? Yeah. <laughs> Puts on Vaseline, travels through time. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's how yeah. you do it. Wow. You vibrate into the fourth dimension. <laughs> Jack to the future. <laughs> All right, you win. You win. Ah, you win disgusting. the episode. Yeah. Disgusting. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, another sergeant arrived on the scene because he's like, "You guys got to get down here." Check this out. <laughs> he completed a vehicle inventory. I don't know why a sergeant had to do the vehicle inventory. You think, Dude, you know, I would have been wearing a hazmat suit yeah, yeah. for that. There's no way I would have been mm. reaching in there because who knows what you're gonna find. The affidavit noted that the driver's side of the vehicle was extremely greasy. <laughs> that's fucking vile wow. I just wonder so he says he's going to his friend's house mm. wearing that like wearing a thong covered in Vaseline his quote friend his friend yeah, yeah I'd like to know about that do you think he walked into like a 7-Eleven or wherever they I mean I'm sure they sell porno mags at 7-Eleven still just wearing a thong covered in Vaseline let's hope not yeah I don't know I Is bet it, you at most 7-Elevens, he'd be like, okay, just don't wheeze the juice. Those guys are pretty prickly to begin with. Those guys I find at 7-Elevens. 7-Elevens? Yeah. Yeah, but I think at the same time, it's like, we don't want any trouble. You know, mm-hmm. Don't wheeze the juice, just take it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Wow. 1985. Yeah. 1985, guys. <laughs> Phil Collins had, you know, just, just released In the Air Tonight. Yeah. You know, and this guy was driving around uh, covered in Vaseline. 
All right, the last story we have here, the third story, um, has to do with uh, some necrophilia. Really fresh necrophilia, though. I always like my necrophilia fresh. Yeah, this is like, you know, you know there's some uh, necromantic loving going on here in Bolivia. When, whenever I get my, my necrophilia, I always check the freshness date just to make sure it's okay. Well, I think it's one thing to have sex with a corpse that just died versus mm. a corpse that's been dead for five days. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, although I imagine if you're really into necrophilia, you probably want the mature corpse, you know, like the corpse that's been dead for a little while. The mature corpse, <laughs> yes. Mm. So a male nurse assistant was caught having sex with the corpse of a woman by her grieving husband. Oh, my. Yeah, that's, that's never a good scene. Yeesh. Male nurse has been arrested after a grieving husband walked into a morgue to discover him having sex with the corpse of his wife who had just died an hour earlier. Hmm. So in his defense, I know the woman's dead, but the body's still somewhat warm. Right. I mean, would you say, like, you're a full-blown, disgusting necrophile? Or would you be like, all right, you're sort of a necrophile? How, how dead or is it? an opportunist. How dead is it? Only an hour. Oh. An opportunist, definitely. Yeah. Mm. But still kind of a necrophile, too. Yeah. You know, this reminds me kind of of the... Uh, you ever heard that urban legend about the girl that got this weird, like, STD... And she couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And it turns out her boyfriend, who worked at a morgue, had been boning corpses and gave her an STD from the corpse. Okay. How it's an she, urban legend. It's, how would she figure that out? Why wouldn't she just assume the boyfriend was cheating on her with fucking living people? Because she you know? went, as the yeah. urban legend goes, and I've heard mm. this several times, mm. uh, she went to the doctor, the gynecologist, and there's like, this is really weird. You have like corpse tissue in your vagina. And it turned out that I... You don't wash <laughs> off your dick after you fuck a corpse. Are you shitting me? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they don't. Okay. Smells, your, your vagina smells like formaldehyde. Mm. Um, <laughs> 27-year-old nurse assistant Grover Makuchapi mm. faces charges after he's found engaging in a sex act with a dead woman. Uh, Grover's behind bars in Bolivia after being arrested for necrophilia. The 27-year-old was taken into custody at the hospital... Um, in La Paz, Bolivia, after the husband of a just-deceased woman walked in on the scene in the hospital's morgue. Mm. This is, and this is the worst part about it. It's like it's a, the guy's 28 years old, so his wife's probably like 26, 27. So it's a tragic young death. Yeah. Which, for, in my mind, just makes it worse than if it's like, you know, she's a 90-year-old lady that you know, died of just old age and now is getting fucked in the... This is like this guy, this woman died young, Tragically, of lung cancer. It's a weird line of thought you have, but, but okay, I mean, sure, I, I'm, not, not? I'm just trying to like. Right. In my mind, I'd mm. be like, if if I'm on the jury, and I'd be like, okay, well, you're still a sick fuck because you're fucking an old lady that died, but now you're even worse of a sick fuck because you're fucking a a, a, a young woman who just died. So you're an opportunist necrophile. <laughs> it's almost worse. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So the the guy was at his wife's side. She just died. Mm. Wheeled her down to the morgue. He goes out to go, you know, get some water or something. Oh, no, he, he left her side momentarily to address some hospital bills and paperwork and just deal with this, you know, deal with the uh, emotional maelstrom. And then he walks back to the morgue to find the nurse assistant standing over his wife's body with his pants around his ankles. Hey, so I just wanted to ask you about the what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I saw what he was doing and I hit him. The husband said he was just moving in and out and he had his trousers down. Oof. I think I would just see red. 
I don't think I would yeah. even have any thought. I think it'd just yeah. be like that, you know, that, that first instinct just to attack. Yeah. Like murder. fight or flight response. Yeah, just mm-hmm. pure murder. Mm-hmm. He, um, at the time, the deceased had been transferred to the morgue. The husband returns, finds that this man of 27 years old was engaging in relations with the corpse of his wife. Um, the husband beat him and continued to beat him until uniformed security arrived. Hmm. And I'm sure the uniformed security at that point are like, oh, we're going to give you a few more minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right? <laughs> Just keep going. We'll help you, actually. Yeah. Here's a baton. Yeah. You know, like, have fun. Um, so, uh, Maguchapi was employed at the hospital only six months. And apparently, uh, I don't think they do much of a background check. Hmm. Uh, but he had reportedly attempted to excuse his behavior. He says... He cannot fully remember or understand what had happened. He, this is his quote. I don't know. Something happened in my head. And something happened. It was like a trance. Next thing I remember, I was feeling a blow from behind when the, husband's, uh, the woman's husband hit me. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, well, wait, he's just looking at the Yeesh. corpse. She just died. And yeah. he's like, you know, she's got a nice ass. Hmm. Then I asked her the name of my favorite magician. Next thing you know. Bodener. That's probably what happened. Um, he's yet to be formally charged. Police are seeking to determine the most serious possible crime that may have been breached to maxi- maximize the penalty, but Bolivian law has no criminal pen- penalty for necrophilia. You know who my favorite actress is? It's Gulia Roberts. Mm. <laughs> That's what he says before he fucks a corpse. <laughs> Gulia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> he may be charged yeah. with profaning a corpse in obscene acts. Ooh, neat. Um, yeah. So there you go. Hmm. Hope you don't die in Bolivia. Yeah. Because that, that's just a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Terrible thing. Uh, people, send your stories. Stick on podcast at hotmail.com. Um, we have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, a lot of these uh, these phone calls are spooktacular because part of the Halloween show. Oh, right. Yeah. This is a very creepy Halloween show going on here. Spooktacular. Uh, Before we get to our first call, though, here's a word from Adam and Eve. I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me hard. With a dildo from Adam and Eve. Enter the coupon code DILL upon checkout and receive half off all your masturbation needs. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, make sure you keep it under three minutes. Three minutes, people. Also, we had a guy call in Asking a question about a hijab, you know, like the, the head head covering headdress that uh, a lot of Arabic women wear. Yeah. The call could, I think his connection was uh, was bad. I, could, I couldn't even understand you. So if you're going to call back, call from like a landline or something or, or get, go somewhere where you have better reception. Yeah. Because he had an interesting point. Like, like Kandahar. Yeah. He had an interesting point. I just, uh, I don't know. He was like standing in an electromagnetic field that was disrupting his uh, service. So yeah. call back and, uh, and, and make a, a, a coherent call. We'll play it here on the show. Because I, I did want to find out what he was saying. Yeah. He had an interesting point. Something about like nudity and hijabs. Ah. Yeah, okay. which I kind of like the idea of that. Mm. Maybe he was um, attacked by gray aliens and hijabs. That could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. 
They were like naked from the neck down. Mm-hmm. Something. Do do those gray aliens ever wear clothes? I don't think so. No. No. Interesting. Um, all right, so the first call we got here is a spooktacular call that kind of follows the Halloween theme of the show. Uh, this guy's telling us how to get rid of ghosts. Hmm. Spooky ghosts. Spooky. Hey, D Diamond. Uh I was listening to the other earlier episode about the Russian guy crisping up his dead girlfriend. And there's actually a reason for that superstition of burning the corpse. Now, in the 1800s, doctors believed that if a body wasn't properly decomposing, then there was a, the spirit was still stuck inside, feasting off of the family's energy and causing, you know, spooks. So what they would do is that they would surgically and ceremoniously remove Causing what? Causing gook, I believe he said. <laughs> I thought you said spook. Oh, okay. It's either uh, spook or gook, both racist terms. Yeah, you yeah, shouldn't yeah, be yeah. saying that at all, okay? Let's just, like, not use those terms. Yeah, come on. Let's, let's yeah, move past Maybe this. say causing spookiness or yeah, something, yeah, or yeah. making ectoplasm or something. Right. Like, God, you don't have to be racist. Yeah. Jesus. Move mm. the heart and burn it. Yeah, he's kind of talking about ghosts. He's kind of talking about vampires. The the, the line between them back in the day was very thin. And I say this because I'm from Rhode Island, which has had several vampire exhumations. The only state in America that has. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, And it was like, they were like a revenant. They weren't really a ghost in the way that, like, they were like... A dead soul left behind? Yeah, and they're like, they... It's still the body. It's a living corpse comes out of the grave and then sucks the blood from the suck or the life force from the other family members goes back in the grave, you know. And then when they dug up the body, they'd be like, "Look, it hasn't decayed at all, and there's blood on its lips or something," you know. But I mean, what what who who was exhumed in uh, Rhode Island? Uh, most famous one is a, a little girl named Mercy Brown. Mercy Brown. Yeah, yeah. She died from uh, t- tuberculosis. What year was like everybody did? This is in 1892. And so when they dug her up, had she aged? No. And she her, didn't decompose at all. Yeah, and they're like, her hair's still growing, and she's got blood on her lips, and she's got flush with color. She hasn't decayed at all. So they wow. cut out her heart and burned it. Damn, really? Because her, her brothers and sisters who were still alive said that, she, like, Mercy comes to visit us at night, and then I feel real tired the next day. <laughs> you know? So... <laughs> So, yeah, so, so this guy's saying he's he's applying it to ghosts, but you're saying it's like supernatural beings. Although their conception of vampires back then was somewhere between ghosts and vampires, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now this was the sure way to get rid of a ghost. Well, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Love you guys. Bye. So yeah. is that the sure way to get rid of a ghost? Yeah, you, you dig burn, it up and you yeah, you cut burn, their, Why cut their they, heart out? They used to just burn the heart. I don't know why, because they thought that's what they Why don't you just cremate the body? It's easier to burn a heart than it is a whole fucking body. Why don't you just and take a bunch of gasoline, they, put the gasoline there, light on fire? They didn't like to do that. <sighs> Christianity and whatnot, you know? I guess. Sean Hannity, right? <laughs> they didn't. Sean, Sean Hannity is yeah. a psychic vampire, that guy. He, he is. Yeah. You should burn him. I would... That, I'm not going to say I'd love to see that, mm. but I wouldn't be all that upset. I'd love to cover him in petroleum jelly. You know... And touch him a little bit and then burn him alive. My life would be complete, mm. if not even the burning alive, if mm. he was just caught covered in petroleum <laughs> jelly in a thong driving around masturbating to gay porn. Yeah. That would be like the best thing that could ever happen. Yeah. 
It'd be great. And if, or either that, masturbate to naked pictures of Bill O'Reilly. Mm. That would be even better. Well, we'll see if that happens. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you for that. I mean, if you were a vampire, it would even sweeten the deal. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the pro tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do ever uh, end up being haunted, yep. I'll uh, make sure to burn the heart. There you go. There you go. Uh, next caller here calls in, and uh, he's weighing in on the opioid ed- epidemic, which oh, has yeah. uh, been currently uh, termed a national emergency by our fearless leader. Everyone's weighing in on that these days. I watched some stupid Louis Thoreau show about like, like Fresno. No, Fresno was a meth one. It was a different one. I, I don't like the looks he makes with his stupid face. You think but, he's too hip? Like he's just a hipster? No, he's he, funny. He just looks like he's trying to empathize with people, but he's just not doing it. <laughs> um, he's just failing miserably. Wait, so you think he's just mocking them like inside? He's like, God, this person's a piece of shit. I th- yeah, I think he's just faking it. He's like trying to understand. He makes these looks like he's a puppy, like trying to understand what's Hey, going I do on. that too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one about like a, a town in Kentucky, which is ruled by heroin. But then I was like, I saw, it was just like listed in the TV shows that came out. There's another show called... <laughs> It's called Gordon Ramsay on cocaine. <laughs> what? Is this a YouTube show? No, it's a real show. But it's just... I, it's Gordon Ramsay... Freaking on, out? No. <laughs> like on cocaine, Gordon Ramsay? Why no, would he take cocaine on a it's show? It's him on cocaine. It's him talking about cocaine. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's Gordon Ramsay discussing cocaine. Why would we want to go to Gordon Ramsay to hear about cocaine? Because his like protege took cocaine and jumped off a building or something so he's like it's it comes to me very personally he's like i'm not on enough tv shows i need more i need more give me one where i'm on cocaine yeah, but he's an you asshole know? isn't he like the chef yeah. from hell or whatever yes he he's i'm dick. sure he's driven many to people as suicide he's terrible i would be driven yeah. to drugs just to deal with that guy yeah, yeah he's awful um damn good chef. Though. i da- i gotta say i downloaded it because <laughs> i <laughs> I thought it would just be him on cocaine being, ah, ah, you got to cook the, with the fish with the, uh, the reduction, vinegar reduction with what the, the fat. What the fuck do you, you know? call this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Can, see, I can see him yeah. freaking out. That'd be great. Yeah. I thought it would be good. It's like his amplified yeah. freak, you know, he'd be freaking out, his amplified anger. Right. I'd love to see yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Actually, in fact, I wouldn't mind seeing a lot of people like Sean Hannity on cocaine. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I bet you actually make the show more interesting. It was serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. What about Charlie Rose? Yeah, he'd be fun on cocaine. I'd like. <laughs> be a lot of fun. All right, all right. Yeah. Harrison, you pig fuckers. Hey, uh, I decided to sign up for the Patreon website. Normally, I'd be against giving uh, more of my money to a couple of dirty Jews, you know, since you guys run the world. But, man, I've been listening to this fucking show since, goddamn, I don't know, eight years? Like, seriously, first season, man. You, the show is really helped me get through a lot of hours at work, so hmm. rock on. Good for you guys. You know, this opioid ep- epidemic has been in the news a lot, and I just wanted to say that I'm 38, and I remember in the mid-90s, you know, being a pot smoker, among some other shit, and all the shit I got from people that were taking prescription medication and just this whole over overall idea that, you know, uh, marijuana is so bad, it's worse than fucking heroin, but... Go ahead and, you know, take some prescription pills as you want. Your kid needs Xanax or fucking all types of shit. All right. I don't recall anyone ever saying that marijuana is worse than heroin. I don't recall anyone ever saying that. No, but I think I agree with him. He's saying that these people would justify their 
you know, uh, uh, opioid abuse by saying like, oh, it's legal, it's prescribed by a doctor, whereas you're illegally obtaining this marijuana or this heroin. Mm. But it's like, okay, well, we're both doing this. We're both achieving the same end here. You're getting high on uh, painkillers that you've been had prescribed for you that you're abusing. I'm getting high on marijuana. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, basically it's 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 equivalent yeah. what they're doing. But I think I can understand what he's saying. A lot of people, a lot of older people, um, like older people who uh, grew up like when, you know, like uh, Nancy Reagan's era of like being anti-drugs, they're the type of people that'd be like, oh, well, this is just mother's little helper. It's fine. Right. What you're doing is breaking the law. Yeah. You know, so I think it's like, actually, you're also abusing drugs too. Okay. But you just won't accept that. You know, now it's become an issue because now it's like Oxycontins everywhere. I don't recall though, back in the 90s, us just like taking, I mean, if I got my hands on painkillers, I'd be stoked about it, but... Mm. I mean, we just kind of did heroin if we wanted to do an opioid. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, we didn't have all, all like all these kids today are like, well, I started because I got an injury. And yeah. then the doctor prescribed. Well, I'm like, motherfucker, we just did heroin because we didn't give a shit. We just went you out know? on the street. And got, but now it's kind of gotten, gotten yeah. to a level where it's like people are doing fentanyl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, do you need to do fentanyl? You don't need to do fentanyl. Well, Come on. The, no, the reason they do fentanyl because that's all that's out there now. Well, you can get it. You could you could purchase it. They from don't like sell. China. It's it's cheaper for drug dealers to just get fentanyl and sell that rather than get heroin from fucking Mexico. You know that's why they're doing fentanyl. Not, fentanyl sucks. I've done it. It's not fun. Uh, it's how not does, as fun as heroin. I'll how does you. it compare to heroin? It's not. It's it's like feels weird. It's an art. It's not directly made from opium. It's an artificial opiate. It feels a little like ugh, and uh, it also makes me kind of sick. How long does it last? shorter time than heroin do you uh do you vomit uh yeah and i actually the last time i did it i fucking overdosed because <laughs> it's really strong it's like super strong like i remember doing it and then i just woke up on the floor with my chair is also on the floor like 12 hours later you know and <laughs> do i was you do like i fell out do you do it orally or anally um, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> you put one Squirt it up both ends. Squirt it yeah, at yeah. the same time. Just do it, yeah. Do it up. But yeah, it's like, mm. I love reading about fentanyl in the news, though, because they're like, yeah, the police officers are like too scared to even come in contact with it. A uh, police officer's dog like sniffed it from like a block away and then it like <laughs> turned inside out. And it's like, they're causing this like mass hysteria about fentanyl now. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously to try to like, you know, make people think twice about using it. However, it is some scary shit. It is, like, I yeah. mean, I, don't get me wrong. Heroin, mm. also not a good drug to toy with mm. either. However, it's like in the, growing up in the 90s, it was kind of hard to avoid. Yeah. I mean, if you hung out in a drug abusing scene. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, fentanyl, I've only done it a few times and I don't know, 67% of those times I overdose. So it's, yeah, it's a rough deal. But if you had your choice back in the 90s mm. of, Here's this heroin from Jose, or I actually got some morphine that I stole from my mom who's dying of cancer. Would you have done the morphine? No. You would have done the heroin? Yeah, because heroin's stronger than morphine. Yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah. I don't know. morphine. <laughs> what am I, a 19th century, you know, physician? I, but that's the one here. thing. I love smoking opium. Yeah. And you can't get it because opium, I mean, no one wants to sell opium. They'd rather make, manufacture heroin. Right. Piss me off. Anyway, what does this guy have to say? That it's okay and now <laughs> we're having serious problems of it not only that but apparently news reports are coming out saying that uh 
you know, the, the DEA um, and certain lobby, you know, Congress and certain lobbies were, you know, at the head of Tom, with the head of Tom Martino, taking over, you know, basically fucking, fucking up uh, Congress's ability to fight this shit and allowing more and more of these, you know, pharmaceuticals to flood the street. So every time I hear about an opioid death, I kind of laugh. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you people. I hope you deserve it. Also, uh... Fuck what people? The poor white people who are fucking in West Virginia who are overdosing and dying every day? Like, yeah, no, that's harsh. Fuck what people? Yeah. You know? It's like maybe these people yeah. should like seek treatment. Most of these people who are dying are like 21 years old. You yeah. Know? They weren't uh, giving you a hassle in the 90s. That's, that guy's callous. Jesus Christ. Jesus. All right. You guys are talking today about, or I guess this weekend, about sex with a fish. And, uh... See, now this is in our wheelhouse. (laughs) Okay, this is making sense to me. I can relate to this. From what I've heard, I mean, I've never actually been there, but from what I've heard, a lot of Japanese fishing boats actually historically and still do um, have sex. You know, it's kind of like a rite of passage. Um, In fact, from what I've read, fucking a manta ray feels exactly the same way as fucking a real woman. Um, I asked my wife who's Japanese and a bunch of my friends. What um, I've read. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of sexy manta rays, though. You know, and they got those little faces on the bottom. Do you fuck its cloaca or do you fuck its mouth? I won't trust fucking its mouth because then it do can't they sting you. They just sting you, right? Isn't that the... Isn't that what killed Steve Irwin? Yeah. Do you think Steve Irwin was trying to? He bang was. On I bet he was. Hmm. He was at least trying to finger it or something. You, know? you would think. I, I'm not. I'm not endorsing raping fish in any way no but i imagine a manta ray would be a lot easier to rape than other fish why because you could hold on to its <laughs> fins and like put it on the ground just like yeah. you shouldn't have been wearing that dress Th- don't give these people ideas i'm, I'm just saying yeah. i can see that but i just find yeah. it funny that this guy this guy's like well japanese people have been boning mm. manta rays for years mm. it's like come on dude <laughs> Where have you heard this? So he gets that from the same source as the woman who's getting an STD from the corpse fucker. It's like not happening, all right? Yeah. If they'd ever like heard any Japanese words for that or, or anything about that, but none of them did. But um, apparently, from the research I've done, um, you got to cut the, the tail spine barb off first, but you can fuck a manta So, So, yeah, I just called to say those three things. You guys rock. All right, I guess he has done research because he said <laughs> okay, you have right. to cut the stinger off first. <laughs> I if take you've it read back. enough to figure that out, then uh, there's no hope for you. Do you think this guy's actually fucked a manta ray? <sighs> I don't know. I, you know. He's been doing the research. Yeah. Remember, well, I don't, you weren't around when uh, we did this, but I interviewed that guy that fucked the dolphin. Yeah. He said the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like, well, actually, the dolphin's vagina is very similar to a human female's vagina. And he just kind of, over time, just rationalized it. Yeah. It sounds like this guy's like, I read the Japanese people used to fuck manta rays. And then he's like, I'm going to do some research on this. Well, so he went over and he's like, okay, you got to cut the tail off and then you, you know, stick your dick in it. I bet you he's done it. Well, have you, I'm sure you've seen those old Japanese woodcuts from like the 14th century of like an octopus going down on a lady. Oh yeah, I have seen yeah, that. So. But have you seen them boning manta rays? I have not. You know, I got to say, I could see a Japanese person doing that. Hmm. They get kind of kinky. Yeah. There's a lot of weird kinky things going on there in Japan. I mean, I could see that happening like a, like a, Men and women just decide to boycott each other in some kind of weird Lysistrata moment. Be like the men are being like, you know what? We're just gonna fuck manta rays, and you ladies can have your octopi. 
and and we'll see and what that leads how us. it is yeah that's how it is population now. control yeah you're not uh-huh. gonna be breeding unless i don't know if if you manage to fertilize a manta ray i don't know mm-hmm. what would happen <laughs> aquaman yeah i think i had an action figure of that <laughs> well uh people th- are dying of opioids and uh manta ray pussies apparently feel like the real thing <laughs> all right well thanks for sharing and uh that, that that's interesting i never knew which about people that. are dying of opioids uh, lots of people. Okay, yeah. Like, lots of young people. Everybody. And he's like, fuck them. But the manta ray fuckers, you people yeah. are cool. Yeah. All right? I've done some research on you guys. What about the manta ray human hybrids? What are they dying of? You <sighs> know? Knows? We're sending them to Vietnam to get eaten <laughs> all the time, every day. So. Um, the, the third third call we have here is from uh, none other than Niggaface. Two-parter. Okay. Um, what's happening is that my is and then I yelled done. So, first off, Anderson, I'll pay you 800 bucks to give me a fucking, I'll pretend to be retarded, not to not fucking, that's retarded and can't move to give me a fucking hand job. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how hilarious that'd be. I'll be kind of gay, but whatever. Uh, second off, is he calling from the bottom of a Dixie cup? Yeah, I'm wondering about this. Like, it okay. sounds like he's he's yeah. definitely on speakerphone. Okay, okay. Is he calling yeah. us from prison? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh no, I'm uh, I got out of state permission. I'm in Wyoming right now. I have a pretty little bit of a relapse. Holy shit! I just shook myself a little bit. What? Did you get any of that? Yeah, he's on a little bit of a relapse, and he just shit himself a little bit. While he was talking to us. I think so. Hmm. Wow. Does Which, that happen? I mean, that, has that happened to you? That's never happened to me. You've never done a bunch of heroin and then all no. of a sudden, like, a, no. had an accident? Always made it to the bathroom. <laughs> you know? Um, I, and I'm, I'm, I am concerned, though, because he gets urine tested pretty regularly, so... Make it sent back to the pokey. Yeah. Wow. He will. He will. What's that guy's name? Fat man villain? I'll get that. Fat man do? What did he say? No, he's talking about the Batman villain guy. Oh, Batman villain, That, yeah. that called in. Oh, because he dissed him. Yeah, he, he dissed, dissed him. him. But it yeah. doesn't sound like nigga face is kind of fucked up. I like fat man do. Yeah, and, it sounds like he's on heroin. Or fentanyl or yeah, something. Yeah, he's yeah. on something. Yeah. He just sounds like Boomhauer from King of the Hill on this call. Yeah, it's like Barbara the Bear. Yeah, he's hard to understand. Yeah, I should have probably previewed this call yeah, before yeah. playing it. But he sounds really fucked up. So did you yeah. get that? What's he saying? He was at the dentist and he got like groped or something? I I missed a few. It sounded like he had mm. like was anally violated at the dentist and now he just shit his pants. Okay. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Taking a 15 minute break from when we get in a 12 hour shift. And I was curious about my thing. 
my God. Wait, wait, wait. So this is a muffing related yeah. shit accident. Yeah. So we, I don't even understand how that works. He's, he tried to muff himself and that caused him to shit. Yeah. How? It's two different I areas. I don't know. I well, thought they were like I mean, they're different canals. They're close to each other. Do you think he stimulated the prostate and that's what stimulated his colon? It's possible. That's interesting. I mean, I've never known that to happen from stimulating the prostate, but... Do you think it's because he's been in prison so many times, he's, his colon's been perforated? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, he said he tried to buff himself. Yeah. And, uh, and then that caused him to shiz pants. Yeah. Wow, that sucks. I mean, do, yeah, do, do you know, do some due diligence before you muff yourself. Be I, I think you should you know. look up that diagram. Yeah. Now, how do you do? Now, yeah. how to do it properly? Or hire a professional. I think he just lost his train of thought. So we can go to there's a he called back here with a with a part two. All right. Um that so was he just saying that he's coming to LA? In December, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. We get to actually meet Megaface. Oh yeah. That would be interesting. Oh yes. I do I do kind of want to have him on the show. Yeah. You know, one of these days. Mm. We're gonna call and have him do a debate, right? Right. With, yeah. uh, steel. with steel, yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, give tips on how to package carfentanil. Yeah, and sell it to maybe teenagers. maybe before yeah. he comes out, we should have to do an interview yeah. or something mm-hmm. and have him on the show. Yeah. Anyway, he calls back with a part two. Hopefully, yeah. this time he's actually speaking into the phone. Yeah, and he's not in a cave. Mm. Like, okay. hopefully, he's actually in a room mm. with decent cell service, nowhere near an electromagnetic field. All right. Hello, it's again. I remember something I wanted to say. Sorry, if you hear water, I'm in the shower. Uh, I'm probably fucking up my phone a little bit. He's calling us from the shower now. He sounds way better. He does. He yeah. sounds like he's sobered up a bit. Mm. He's probably washing the feces off. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny that he like calls us in the most odd moments. It's he like does, instead yeah. of just being like, "Hey, I'm at my mm. you know table eating <laughs> dinner. I'll give sick and wrong a call." He's mm. like, "I gotta go take a shower and then call sick and wrong." Yeah, that's weird. You know, my brother used to smoke cigarettes in the shower. I've done that. Did you do that? I've done he had it. like it was really weird. He had like the I remember because you know I'd go to his house and be like, dude, that's the soap tray, but he was using it as an ashtray. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was like filled with cigarettes. Yeah. And I'm like, you're in the fucking shower. Yeah. Like when do you? Why do you need to smoke in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't get it. That's uh, a good question. I feel like yeah. when you're in the shower, you should be bathing yourself or shampooing your hair or something, and then Usually, leaving the shower and doing those things. Well, you're just naive. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm just not, yeah. <laughs> but to uh, Batman villain, uh, you know what? I don't know you, but just being called that in, man, I'll fucking hang out with you. I'll fucking, I'll turn you from a guy who knows a guy into a client real fucking quick, so. And I can also get you late. I know. I know. I don't even know why I called again. 
It's like an existential moment. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty close to the rectum. You know, I could see it. I, could see I, I it. guess that's a good warning. There's some, mm. some words to live by there, people. Uh, don't muff yourself mm. when uh, you have to take a shit. And we'd also like to introduce our new sponsor, Mantubes. <laughs> Mantubes. <laughs> Do you think the Batman villain guy would get along with Face? Yeah. I mean, maybe. They both I guess do. they both live in Colorado. You never know. I mean, I don't know. Face is a little rough around the edges, you know? Yeah, and we don't know much about Batman guy either, yeah. but they sound like they might get along mm. well. Who knows? It's possible. Um, I do think that the Batman guy guy might need some help getting laid. So Nigga Face seems like yeah. he could help him in that, that department. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, I'm a Batman villain. Yeah. Maybe the two can trade off their own, uh, teach each other their own muffing techniques. Right, yeah. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I wonder how many listeners actually listened to that show and they were like, I gotta try that. I haven't even tried it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little reluctant to, I gotta say. I'm know? never going to try mm. that. It's like, I'm fine just jerking off like a normal person. Mm. You know, I don't need to drive around covered in Vaseline. I don't need to shove my fingers up my inguinal canals. Don't need to do that. But hey, if you do, go ahead. More power to you. What a fucking prude. <laughs> People call the show. Sing wrong hotline at 323-522-4032. We gotta get out of here. Um, <laughs> best way to support the show best way to support the show is through our new Patreon page. Mm. Um, I've been kind of ramping it up with making some posts. Harrison's been making some posts. I saw you post some stuff from your old uh, radio show. I did, yes. You know, it's going to be a pain in the ass for me to do that, but I was checking out yours. Pretty good. Mm. Cool. And, and an interview with uh, with uh, Jeff Toll, yeah. Ian Anderson. That's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Wow. And he was actually pretty coherent. He, he was. Like a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he seemed to use a really nice guy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be posting a lot of bonus content. Uh, keep in mind, every week we have a Patreon story and two extra phone calls that are available to uh, the Patreon members who are paying $5 and up. Word. And also a lot of people have been asking like, hey, I hate having to go to the, the Patreon page to listen to all this bonus content, all the extra content. Do you have an RSS feed? As a matter of fact, we've enabled the RSS feed. Yeah. So uh, when you signed on or when you uh, pledge your money, they should send you an email with a link to it. But Harrison actually tested it out. You just went to uh, your, your podcast player on your phone, right? You yeah. Copy and pasted that link. The link, the link, which is if you log into Patreon and go to our Patreon page, you'll see the link. And it's an individual link specifically made for you. Yeah, it's a unique link. So it's funny because I didn't realize that when uh, someone messaged me about it, I sent them the link that I get. Mm. So it's like, I don't know if that works. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. But anyway, yeah. yeah, so there's an RSS There's an RSS link in the top right. right. You can copy and paste it in your podcast player so you can listen to it on your phone. You can also download the Patreon app, though, on your phone. Yeah. And just listen to it that way as well if you I, want to. I, but the fact of the matter is, we're releasing a lot of extra content. So yeah. we got some extra calls and uh, some extra stories every week. And I, I post a couple funny outtakes this week. 
uh, Harris and I got into like a, just a pointless argument what were we about arguing recording about? A, a a trap podcast or something. Oh right, I remember. Yeah, that. trap yeah, yeah. reaction yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 anyway, yeah. it's yeah. funny. Go check okay. it out. patreoncom sick and wrong. Yeah. We appreciate you supporting the show. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Redbubble store. If you want to buy some Sick and Wrong merch, just go to com slash store. Click on the picture of the Pope and you can go to the Redbubble store. Uh, finally here, uh, uh, to end out this spooktacular show, this Halloween special, mm-hmm. uh, the Sick and Wrong song of the week was chosen by uh, Harrison, uh, who is a monster novelty song aficionado. Correct. What, what, what constitutes a monster novelty song? Uh, generally, it's a... It's a used to be, in the 60s it was like a single you know usually released by like a band that just does like one song you know and like it's monster got, mash yeah did they do any other yeah, like songs mon- they actually did oh, they did they actually did also yeah. about monsters boris and the crypt kickers or whatever yeah that all their songs are about monsters they okay kind of all right. but there's a lot of other bands that just did it just for to make a quick buck like yeah we'll do a fucking song about the, the wolf man and it'll be you a know? halloween classic yeah yeah so yeah the, the, then it kind of became a tradition where it's like they'd put something out on Halloween, you know, there's other genres, there's country, there's uh, disco. Yeah. Well, this one, yeah. did you say uh, the Bollock brothers drags mm. back a disco song, disco Dracula song. Yeah. So the Bollock brothers who, mm. uh, they're banned from what? Like the eighties, uh, late seventies, yeah, late seventies. So there's a song called Drax back, which at first I, I read this and I thought it said Drax black. And I was thinking, mm. is this is about blackula. <laughs> yeah. You know, did, did the movie blackula have any good, uh, monster music? It just had a kind of stereotypical black exploitation. Black exploitation kind of soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Mm, let's check that out. It's good though. Anyway, this song is catchy. Mm. It's going to be in your head for the rest of the day. Uh, maybe listen to it on Halloween. So we're going to end the show here with the Bollock Brothers. Drax back. Uh, people have a happy Halloween. Have a safe Halloween. Uh, make sure you uh, check all your candy for safety pins. Yeah, razor blades. Use condoms. Uh, LSD, yeah, fentanyl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Watch out for the for the candy, uh-huh. the the candy corn that's been laced with fentanyl. Uh-huh. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> anyway, happy Halloween. We'll be back next week with episode six hundred eight. Till then, take it easy.